what is going on everybody welcome to the very first edition of dose bets i'm ben hover joined by joey carrion and today joey is a beautiful beautiful day because today is the last day of the nfl offseason right Indeed. tomorrow football kicks off with it endless possibilities you know infinite futures countless roads we can go down you know are we <laughs> going to get rich are we going to go broke i mean truly endless outcomes yeah i mean who knows what will happen um if you're watching this make sure you subscribe to the channel helps us out a ton we just crossed the 400 subscriber mark this obviously is wednesday I will be dropping my cash video on Friday. Ben will be dropping his GPP video on Saturday, and those are going to be weekly uploads. So make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss that. And then we will also be live streaming every Saturday at around 10 o'clock to take any questions surrounding the week one slate on DraftKings. So a bunch of content coming out late in the week, and then we obviously have our podcast that will be dropped every Monday and every Thursday each and every single week for the entire NFL season. The links for those will be in the description. So just make sure make sure you're on the lookout for all of the uh, content that we're going to be dropping surrounding DFS and gambling and betting in general. And hopefully we can uh, all have a good season and all get rich together. I mean, that is the plan. And so far, I think we're off to a pretty good start. I mean, got in a ton of best ball entries prior, and now we're here week one. All right, first off, TNF, NFL kickoff tomorrow. We got Bills at the Rams defending Super Bowl champions. High total game 52. Rams are currently favored by two. I don't know how you feel. How do you feel about this game? You know, I think that from like a win-loss perspective, it could go either way. I'm most interested in some of the props, though, that, that I've found looking through the books on this game. Yeah, I think props early in the season are definitely going to be an inefficient market just because the majority of people and Vegas don't know how uh, these team situations are going to play out earlier in the year. Um, so there's definitely so that's definitely a market to capitalize on early in the season is props. Obviously, spreads and totals are usually very efficient uh, no matter the week. And there's really no edge in betting spreads in totals uh i think it's just more so for fun especially if you're doing parlays and whatnot it's just a cool nice fun sweat and like you said the bills are two point favorites in this spot i think that's probably correct i think they're the better team in this spot they have the better quarterback the better all-around roster i think that in terms of trends uh, over the last 15 to 20 years it has been profitable to bet on the defending Super Bowl champion champions in the opener. But if I had to lean a specific way in this Thursday night football game, it would be the Bills minus two for sure. Yeah. Now DraftKings is running a promotion right now up to $100 where you can bet money line on either team. And if you get up by seven, if the team that you bet on the money line gets up by seven, you win the bet auto regardless of the result. I think that's pretty interesting. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to take a shot on that. If I were, I think I would be on the same page as you with the Bills. Got to ride Buffalo. Got to ride our local squadron here in Rochester, New York. But um Props wise, I think there are a couple things that jump out to us, including an official bet from you. Yeah, so one of my favorite prop bets for week one 
for the Thursday night football game is Ben Scourneck under 19 and a half receiving yards. You can get that at minus 110 on DraftKings right now. And obviously we got the news today that Van Jefferson is out, who is the wide receiver three for the Rams currently. But I think obviously the passing game is going to funnel through Cooper Cup. It's going to funnel through Allen Robinson. I think at best he's the fifth option in the offense. And I think at worst, he's just a rotational wide receiver three with Tutu Atwell and Brandon Powell, both who have gotten work in that Van Jefferson role uh, confirmed on Twitter by Rams beat reporters. So Ben Scourneck under 19 and a half receiving yards. I think that is a very good prop bet for the game tomorrow. And then I also do like Daryl Henderson over 27 and a half rushing yards. That's on prize picks. Uh, so you have to parlay that with something else over on prize picks. And I just don't think that line is reflective of his role in the offense of, you know, a 50, 50 split in my opinion. And they're, they're kind of a, they're, they're kind of just very low on the Rams running backs in general. So I think this is a good buy low spot on Daryl Henderson in week one. No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, the way that they have this projected just from a line standpoint, regardless of what book you look on price picks DK or any of the others that cam Akers is, you know, well ahead of Daryl Henderson in terms of projected workload. And, you know, as people who've been grinding all off season, we know that's just not true. I think that the way that McVay and the Rams are looking at this is like a 50, 50 split, you know, the mm-hmm. most recent quotes are that they look at it like they have two starting running backs. So the fact that you're getting like a 15 yard discount on the Henderson stuff, I think is really strong. Um, I've personally taken that as part of a parlay again, leaning into, uh, I just, you know, I like to fuck around sometimes with the bets on DraftKings and the profit boost that they do. So they're doing a 25% on a parlay. I threw a couple bets I like in there and Daryl Henderson was over 29 and a half. So I took that as well. Also on prize picks, you know, just rattling off all these great week one promos. They have a free square with Tom Brady over, you know, 0.5 passing yards. So he gets one yard. That's one leg of your parlay. If you want to use that uh, with the Daryl Henderson, 27 and a half, I think that's super sharp. Yeah. I mean, you definitely got to be on price picks. I think that obviously playing parlays long-term is a losing strategy, but they do a ton of promotions throughout the season. Uh, They give a ton of free lines. They are very slow in terms of changing their prop lines in terms of reacting to news and injuries Mm -hmm. and uh, potential workload changes and whatnot. And you could find some very huge discrepancies over on price picks. So if you're not on price picks, I I think that's just a mistake. Although it it is hard to win long-term especially if you're betting four leg parlays every trip, which I kind of find myself doing a lot, but I, I think I've really got to just tighten up and strictly place two leg parlays. And I think you could be profitable long-term if you do that over there. I think that that is quite fair. All right. Anything else that we need to touch on as far as Thursday night football? Actually, wait, hold up. I actually have a bet that I officially locked in. I got it at slightly better odds than what it's at right now, but Gabe Davis over three and a half receptions. I need to officially lock that in. Hang on. Oh, wait, volume's off. Hang on. 
flawless. All right, guys, first first time rocking some of these new sound effects for the stream. But my, my official first bet of the season, the first bet that I made for week one is Gabriel Davis over three and a half receptions. I just don't think that they are counting on the expanded role that he's going to have. A lot of people sort of counted Gabe out as like a one-time wonder in the playoffs. But we know that that's not true. We know that Gabe is established opposite Steph Diggs, going to have a huge role in a pass-first offense. So, I mean, I think that he has four catches by halftime, if I'm just being real with you. I love Gabe Davis. Had to pay a little bit for this one. I got it at minus 150 on DraftKings. It's at minus 155 right now. But if you're looking at the other books, he's at four catches on prize picks. So you need him to get five to win that. He's at four and a half on FanDuel. So I just opted for the lowest possible line for the win here with Gabe Davis. And I feel pretty good about that. Um, love Gabe Davis. Four catches is easy. Yeah. I mean, Gabe Davis should definitely get four catches in this game. It's obviously juiced up. And we were talking pre-stream about, you know, how paying that much juice for your bets long-term, you're just going to be a loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with props for me specifically, I want to be somewhere in the range of minus 110 to minus 130. I think anything pushing like minus 150 would just be a straight no bet, no matter how good I think the player is. Obviously, there is still a ton of risk with betting overs in the NFL in general, and unders are just more profitable bets at the end of the day. Um, And... Yeah, so I I obviously like the over three and a half. I just don't like the price that you got it at. And, you know, I I think just betting long term, you definitely have to be price conscious and try and find lower juice lines um, if you want to be profitable betting props uh, in the long term. But week one, it's a a nice it's a nice parlay piece for, you know, your your Thursday night football uh, same game parlay. Oh yeah. And then it's definitely in there for mine. We have some more player props to get to, but we'll get to that a little bit later in the show, Joey. I want to just talk real quick about some spreads, totals, sides, anything you like in that regard. What has your interest peaked to begin the NFL season? Yeah. So I'll go to this first game. We have the Cleveland Browns at the Carolina Panthers uh, open as Browns minus four. And this was, you know, over the summer when the lines first, released obviously there was a ton of unknown surrounding the Deshaun Watson situation and then when that situation finally got resolved uh we saw the line move almost six points towards the Panthers now they are minus one and a half here and I think the Panthers minus one and a half is my favorite bet for week one I just think on offense the Panthers are definitely more talented than the Cleveland Browns currently with Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, uh, Baker Mayfield revenge game, obviously. And I just think that the Browns are just not going to be good with Jacoby Brissett. That's really all it comes down to for me is I don't think they will be able to move the ball. I don't think they will be able to score enough points in this game to beat the Carolina Panthers. The Browns, I know, Past results aren't indicative of anything in 2022. What they did in 2004 and 2005 has no indication, but they haven't won a week one game in 17 years. They're 0 16 and 1. Uh, the one tie was against the Steelers a couple years ago. So historically, they just start out relatively slow. 
And like I said, they have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. They do obviously have talent on the defensive side of the ball. And Baker Mayfield knows those guys really well. And they could uh, they could give him some struggles. They know him really well as well. And I just think that the Panthers are the better team in this spot with uh, no, no Deshaun Watson for the Browns. And 78% of the bets are on the Panthers and 93% of the money is on the Panthers as well. So the public is all over it. I'm all over it. And I think that the Panthers minus uh, one and a half is a, is a very good bet. And you can see right here, uh, public betting. So I am siding with the public on this, on this one. Uh, but I think this is the correct side. I couldn't agree more. I mean, Mayfield revenge game for sure. Did you see the shade that Nick Chubb threw it at Mayfield uh, in the media today? Uh, you know, they said they he was asked what to expect from from Mayfield, and he said, "We all know Baker, so I don't know what to expect." <laughs> Little shade from a former team. That's some whiteboard material right there. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and I think that Mayfield will uh, get the better of this Jacoby Brissett led. Cleveland Browns team, like you said, you know, the, the loss of Watson takes this team from being a potential Super Bowl contender to one of the worst teams, I think, in the AFC. It's just the way it is. No trust in Jacoby Brissett 2022. I think that that's the right side to be on. The bet that I first took uh, in, in terms of spread, I, I actually locked this one in this morning, and that is Jags money line. Um, I, I didn't really feel like I needed the two and a half points in this spot. And I think that everything is really lining up for the Jags to come out and win as underdogs on the road. Doug Peterson has more familiarity with Carson Wentz than any other coach in the NFL. You know, he coached Wentz for the duration of his time in Philly. They both got let go at the same times. Carson Wentz has been on three teams over the last three years. And this commander's squad is just not set up for success. Meanwhile, the Jags are going in the opposite direction. You know, they got an improvement in coaching. They have new weapons. Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne is back adding explosive elements to this offense offense. And and Washington to me is just terrible vibes. You know, they've got team controversies of their own, maybe got a little bit overshadowed by the Watson stuff this off season, but I think it's a shady team. I think the fans have quit on this team in a lot of spots and just with the upswing of how I see the Jags going and the downswing of yet another disappointing Carson Wentz year incoming. I think that this is a no doubt situation that the Jags pull this out in, in week one uh, plus plus one twenty. I love it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't mind the Jags in this spot. I think they have the better quarterback, the better head coach, um, the better skill position talent uh, minus like Terry McLaurin. Um, I think that you get you get a road dog here. Don't know if that's a profitable bet long term, but Washington, they're down Chase Young, you know, their best defender. Um their secondary was horrible last year. We should see a pass centric offense from the Jaguars uh under Doug Peterson. And I, I think that this is a spot where I think you can buy the Jags. Uh, if you want to take the plus two and a half, you can get minus one hundred five. You can get that on DraftKings. That's the best line. If we just scroll down. We take a look at the, you know, public betting. You know, they're getting sixty-two percent of the bets and eighty-five percent of the money as a two and a half point underdog. So, public is on the Jaguars as well. 
and that's two bets that we are siding with the public on and i don't know i don't know if i like that yeah no it, it, it's fair last point i i did forget one one of my points here for the Jags. And and that is that, you know, they were obviously in the division with Carson Wentz last year in Indy, and he had two of his worst games below average and yards per attempt in both of the games by over a full yard uh, that he played against Jacksonville. So, you know, this is a team with a coach and defense that has familiarity with Carson Wentz, who by all reports struggled all off season, just a little cherry on top for that. Yeah. And if we click on here with this model projection, apparently uh, the Jaguars are, a model pick, so maybe I was wrong there. Uh, there's one pro system on Jacksonville, road dog with a low total after a bad season, has a 62% win rate and a 21% ROI. Mm. Um, and, and then you could see here that you know the sharp the sharp action is on Washington minus two and a half, but the big money is on Jaguars. And you know, in that case, I, I want to follow the money and gotta follow the money the the money is on the jags here so i definitely guys uh should be following the money as well at dose media net on twitter yeah uh, absolutely so definitely definitely love that my second game that i like in terms of spreads uh no no totals for for me this week for my official stream bets i like and this kind of makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit Giants plus five and a half here. Ooh, Daniel Jones on the road week one. What could go wrong? Yeah. Um, well, uh, how about you tell me what could go right first, and, and then we'll uh, yeah, another road dog. Uh, currently, you can get plus six at Bet MGM. Mm. So this is only a Bet MGM bet. Do not take the five and a half when you can get plus six elsewhere, and that's just you know, a core philosophy of sports betting. If you're watching this and you haven't sports bet, find the best line, shop for the best line, have money on multiple books. That's the easiest way to increase your ROI and just be a, a plus EV better long-term. If you're, if you're betting spreads and, and totals and props and whatnot, long-term profitable betters are probably staying away from spreads and totals. Yes, but, but- it's fun. Yes, it's it fun. is fun, and That's especially especially in the beginning of the season. Got to have some fun. But yeah. Joey's point about having having money on multiple b- books, I mean, you have to. You absolutely yeah. have to if you're trying to take this seriously at all. Yeah, but nonetheless, uh, the reason or reasons, I should say, why I took the Giants, I just think that obviously this bet could undoubtedly backfire in my face like it's the New York Giants. But it looks like they're going to have a full arsenal of weapons. Sterling Shepard is going to play. Kadarius Toney is going to play. Saquon Barkley, obviously one of the best running backs in the league. Kenny Galladay still there. Uh, Godius. They So they, they have a full set of skill position players ready and available. They have an upgraded offensive line. They have an upgraded head coach and Brian Dable who, you know, the entire football community perceives to be one of the sharpest head coaches in the game. And I think the Titans have regressed as a team. You know, they added Robert Woods, a wide receiver, an aging wide receiver, I should say, coming off of a torn ACL. They traded A.J. Brown, one of, you know, the best up-and-coming young wide receivers in the league. They drafted Traylon Burks, who's had nothing but negative uh, press surrounding him throughout the entire offseason. Derrick Henry is obviously coming off of a major injury in which he – 
missed half of the season last year. Um, they just lost their best pass rusher in Harold Landry to IR this past week. Uh, so I, I just think that this Titans team is not as good as Vegas is giving them credit for, honestly, uh, with with being a six-point favor. I think that this line should be closer to four points, personally. Uh, that's just what I think in my head. That's based on no factual anecdotal anecdotal evidence. That's just what I personally believe. And so I'm getting, you know, a little bit of value there if I'm getting if I'm able to get plus six uh, on the spread. So I, I, I like the Giants plus six. And if, if we just go down here, we take a look. Uh, the Giants are getting 48 percent of the bets. So the Titans are getting more of the bets. But only 11 percent of the money, that is a clear indication of knowing which side to be on. Uh-huh. And these are the games where you really want to target where it's like this, because that means the public is on the Titans minus six. But the money. And you got to follow the money is on the Giants plus six. Right. So essentially, and, 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 you're fading the public, which is also a long term winning strategy. Right. And just like put that into terms in case you're like a newer better, like think about it. Like, you know, that percentage of bets can be from a bunch of just dudes, you know, throwing 20 bucks on it, just having fun with their bros, you know, stuff like that versus the people who are hardcore grinding, putting, you know, massive bets on it. So that like when, you know, the sharps are coming in and putting huge bets, that's when you're going to see a discrepancy like this. And this is a, this is a huge discrepancy. That's huge. Yeah, This, exactly. this is a, this is a very big discrepancy and, I, I really do recommend, like, if you are betting to get action pro, I think I paid like three bucks. They they ran like a deal early in the season, and I paid like three bucks for the entire year or some shit like that. Maybe it was a little bit more. I can't remember. It was so long ago. But if you are betting spreads and totals, I think that just having access to this information, like this pro report, if we go here, sharp action is on the Giants, big money is on the Giants. Their top experts, I mean, I, I don't follow their top experts because they're, you know, they're not really experts, but what they're on mean? the Giants. We, we were top experts for the USFL, right? Did they have <laughs> us in there? Yeah, so, so yeah, so I think it's definitely worth uh, paying for it um, for sure. If you aren't already, this is a free plug. We, we did some work with Action, so we'll plug them here a little bit. And, shout out Action. Yeah, shout out Action for, for letting us write that article, but yeah, Giants plus six, my second and final spread bet for this stream. I think that we can move on to some player props at this point. I have one more spread I'm considering. I don't want to call it an official bet, but I am thinking hard, long and hard about the Vikings plus 100. I'm thinking real, real fucking long and hard about it. You haven't locked it in yet? I haven't locked it in yet. I almost did. I was thinking about it when I locked in the Jags. You know, you, you can get it at plus 102 on FanDuel. It's only plus 100 on DraftKings. So you're getting that extra two bucks per hundred. That's really important for uh, for ROI. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Alan Lazard is is questionable. Um, new, new passing struggles for Rodgers. Vikings are going to come out firing. Huge Justin Jefferson week for DFS. Check out our podcast, which drops tomorrow for – all of our hot takes surrounding Justin Jefferson, but yeah, um, I don't know. I think the Vikings come out at home and win this divisional matchup for sure, but just still thinking about it, still thinking about it, but still thinking about it. I have, I have several player props 
already locked and loaded, ready to go. I mean, have you been grinding these props so far early in the week? Yeah, so I have two props for the stream that I really do love. And my first prop for week one would be Juju Smith-Schuster over 46 and a half. And uh, we'll, we'll plug this for free as well, Odd Shopper. If you are betting props, you have to be using Odd Shopper. It's a necessity. Mm-hmm. They give you the best line. Um, it, it's very easy to use. You know, you click on whichever category you want. Uh, receiving yards, whatever, player props, receiving yards, attempts, whatever. And then you could just scroll through and, you know, find props and lines that you like. But anyways, Juju Smith, as you can see here, over 46 and a half, the best bet would be on Caesars at minus 113. I love that. I think that this is obviously the highest total game on the slate with a 53 and a half total currently. I think that the competition for targets in Kansas City, in my opinion, is not good. I'm not a believer, obviously, in Marquez Valdez-Scantling. If you've listened to any of the podcasts over the offseason, I think that McCole Hardman has shown us that he is not a talented wide receiver in the NFL. Sky Moore is a rookie wide receiver coming into the league, and you know he was playing behind Justin Watson in the preseason. Okay, and... Then you got the running backs. I don't think they'll be too much of a factor in the passing game. Um, I think there's a pretty good sample size of us knowing that like Patrick Mahomes just hardly ever checks it down, period. Uh, so I think Juju is the clear-cut number two pass-catching option for the Chiefs. Obviously, getting thrown the balls from the best quarterback in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes I think that this is just a prime buy low opportunity. I don't think this will be his line in three or four weeks. I think that he will settle in to the 60 to 65 range when his props drop every single week. And I think if we can project Juju for, let's say, a 15% target share on the low end and a 20 or 21% target share on the high end, he's easily smashing 46 and a half yards. Mm-hmm. Like I said, in my opinion, this is just a prime buy-low opportunity for one of the best buy-low comeback players in the NFL in week one in a very, very good matchup. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think even in like a neutral game script, that would probably be a line I would want to target. And the fact that it's in you know a paced-up game in an immaculate scoring environment, you can see these teams both pushing each other on offense it sets up perfectly. I love Juju in this spot. I think he's a great player to take an overshot on in terms of props. And I think that he's squarely in playing DFS as well. Yep. Yep. 100% agree. All right. Let's uh, talk about a guy that I've got coming up, Robert Woods. And I like Woods for multiple reasons right now. I got the line at 42 and a half receiving yards at minus 135 on DraftKings. Is that still up currently? Uh, when did you make this bet? Because he is 52 and a half. Bang. Let's go. I made it this very morning. So I do love to see that. And in my notes, which I checked two hours ago, so this must have, you know, very recently shifted. I, I was looking at him on prize picks where he was at 50 and a half. So I got quite a bit of value. I love to see that, you know, that's a full 10 yards that I don't need to hit. So, I mean, that's an easy one. Yeah. I mean, love that. And, Just and from a value perspective, you're 
I'm thinking I could, I could cash nuts. out right now. No, but just hit the nuts. I love that. And I, I mean, that didn't move because of my one unit bet. It, it moved yeah. because of some sharp money. So it's nice to know the sharps are on me. And I think that this is, you know, clear cut Traylon Burks has been an off season, off season disappointment. And, and that's not to say that we don't think Traylon Burks can, you know, have a decent second part of the season, but it's not encouraging that we've heard nothing good on him. He's been getting outplayed by Kyle Phillips. And I think that we can be pretty confident in knowing that Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook Akine are going to be the two starting wide receivers for this team. Akine is, you know, a role player. He's decent, but Woods is the guy here. He is going to be a confident option for Tannehill coming out of the gate. And I think that, you know, over time, Robert Woods will, you know, just become a, you know, uh, Ryan Tannehill's go-to option in this offense. The fact that the line is up 10 is great. Yeah. Robert I mean, Woods has been back to normal since early August, played in the preseason. We have no concerns with the injury. Yeah, I mean, personally, I would not bet it at 52 and a half. So kind of unfortunate that it did move mm-hmm. 10 yards uh, in your favor. Uh, like you said, you got it at 42 and a half. So for the, for the people watching live and on replay, it's a no-go for me. It, it is a no-go. But, it's guys, no that go. is a great reason, too, as you can see below. Join the DFS Dose Discord. Maybe to avoid things like this from now on, we will post these as we bet them in the Discord. We'll make a specific channel for it. So if you guys want to join the yeah. channel, you can get access to those early and make sure that you are on all of the right lines at the right Link times. is in the description. Link is in the description. The Discord is one of the sharpest small groups of fantasy bettors in the business. Absolutely. And my... Second and final prop that I absolutely love that I think is a total fucking smash for this week Mm. is a guy by the name of Darnell Mooney, a player that we have been touting and drafting all offseason as, you know, the next breakout wide receiver coming into the year three with Justin Fields, who's coming into a second year, you know, potential breakout year, hopefully for Justin Fields. His current reception prop line is four and a half on bet mgm four and a half minus 120 so you would need five catches to win this bet is that a typo we are taking this over we are smashing this over he in my opinion is legit the only pass catcher worth a damn in the bears offense besides maybe cole Komet. obviously he showed last year that he meshed well with Justin Fields, and we've talked about it a ton, how how Darnell Mooney is the perfect wide receiver for how Justin Fields wants to play the quarterback position. He was obviously one of the highest targeted players last year. He had a 27% target share. He was top 10 in pretty much every single category for wide receivers in the NFL, top 10, top 15. He went over this specific line in 12 out of 17 games games last season, which some of those were without Justin Fields as well, some of the misses uh, early in the season. I just don't see how he doesn't get five catches on Sunday. I'm about to lock it in right now. Um, that's just a stone cold smash. That looks like a typo to me. It should be at like five and a half easy, six and a half, perhaps Darnell Mooney, four and a half stone cold lock. Get that in. While and I, and I think that it's just like over four and a half is a good line. And then minus minus one twenty, 
It was a very good line. Mm-hmm. I would have assumed, had you told me it was over four and a half, I would have assumed it would be like minus 135 or minus 140. So, you know, you're getting 15, 20 cents there in terms of juice. I, I think this is a total smash. And uh, Price Picks has Dardell Mooney at five. So they already have it uh, with, you know, the hook going up to, to five. And uh, so I wouldn't bet it there. But if you can get it right now, I bet MGM. That's a very good bet. That is a phenomenal bet. I've got two more that I can run through quickly here before we get out of here in terms of player props. I locked both of these in this morning. I I should probably check and make sure the lines are still the same. Mike Gesicki under 30 and a half receiving yards. That is on Caesars. And I like this for a few reasons. I mean, coming off of last year, the Patriots allowed only 2.7 receptions and 25.9 yards per game to the tight end position, fewest in the league in both categories. And not only have they locked down tight ends traditionally over the past couple of years, but they've had Gasicki's number since he got drafted. You know, he has gone under that mark 29 or 30 and a half receiving yards in five out of his uh, seven career matchups against the Patriots. And from all signs that we've gotten this offseason, Gasicki hasn't really endeared himself to this new coaching staff. He was the subject of trade rumors as recently as last week. He, he was playing behind Smythe as a blocking tight end in the preseason at points. We know that Mike McDaniel's offensive philosophy is run heavy. He was quoted this week saying that they want to run the ball 30 times per game, which would put them in the top five in the league if they could pull that off. And, you know, maybe they try. You know, they bring in Edmonds, they bring in Mostert. Tyreek Hill now there, that's 20% of the Dolphins targets off rip going straight to Tyreek. So I don't know, between the matchup, the fact that the Patriots know Gasicki so well, and the fact that he doesn't seem to be a big part of this new coaching uh, staff's plans, I think the under on Gasicki is a stone cold lock. Pair that with the, the historical data that betting unders on tight ends is one of the most profitable bets you can make. And I feel phenomenal about the Gasicki under here. Yeah, so on on the screen, uh, you can see here, this is courtesy of Bet the Prop. Um, if I zoom in a little bit. So over the last few seasons, uh, tight end overs are hitting at a 40.9% rate. A pathetic 40.9% rate, they say. So as you can see here, uh, they break it down between receiving yards, receptions, um, home and away, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so, yeah, tight end unders just historically are one of the most profitable prop bets you can make combined with all of the reasons that you mentioned, combined with just some even more if we if we want to take it a little bit more in depth. Personnel for the Patriots, they got younger at linebacker. They got faster with Cameron McGrone there now, Jawan Bentley, who was named a captain today, Anthony Jennings, he's more of a pass rusher, but they – decided to go younger and faster at the linebacker position and kind of just all around on defense. So I think that helps, um, especially getting some faster coverage linebackers in there. Mac Wilson, who they uh, traded for in from the Browns, they traded Chase Winovich for him. That was, you know, kind of just like a random trade in the off season. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the Mike Kosicki under, I was talking about that with Jared the uh, the other day, like yesterday, like looking at prize picks. Uh, it's, I think it's the same line over there, 30 and a half. Yep. Um, total, total smash, um, especially 
when you take into consideration everything that you said. I mean, there it's like obviously he, Mike Jasicki is a is a you know big play tight end or he he does have he, big plays he in his be. he does have big plays in his range for sure, but I think that just in terms of game environment as well, I think that it's a game where the, the Dolphins should probably be able to control the game. They they should be able to easily beat this Patriots team as is. The, I mean, they have better talent pretty much everywhere, um, especially on offense. So I, th- I think that we could see, you know, an, an established the run type of game from Mike McDaniels and, I think you could see it from both teams and just slow this game down in general. And it's one of the probably going to be one of the slowest paced games for sure in week one. Yeah. And, and just for anybody who wants some perspective, you know, Jasicki's never blown by a line like this against the Patriots. His seven career starts zero yards, 22, 30, 34, 11, nine, and zero. The yeah. Patriots have this guy's number. This bet's a stone cold lock. Lock it in. <laughs> All right, I got one more, Joey. I got one more player prop for the people right here. Uh, you know, sometimes you get lines at better at, at good lines, and sometimes you get them at worse. I got Marcus Mariota at under 216 and a half passing yards. Got that at minus 115 on DraftKings. Should have shopped around a little more on Caesars right now. Should have used that shopper. I should have, and he didn't use it. Won't make that uh, mistake again. But for the people out there, this is an even better line. I would be jumping on this. In fact, I might double down because Marcus Mariota is not throwing 217 yards, and he's not throwing 219 yards. He's he's not getting anywhere near it in this game. The Falcons were 19th in the league last year in pass attempts per game, and. That's not going to get any better post Matt Ryan enter Marcus Mariota. They're going to be using a lot of motion on this offense. They've lost talent at wide receiver going from Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage to Drake London, who is dealing with an injury. It'll be his first NFL game if he even plays and Brian Edwards, a career bust. So offensively, this team is going to be completely dependent on Kyle Pitts. I think they're going to be trying to, you know, use some motion with Mariota on the ground, Cordero Patterson out of the backfield. But you could argue that every aspect of this team, especially offensively, has gotten worse. I'm expecting this to be a lost year for the Falcons in general. And opening up against the Saints team that has quietly one of the best defenses in the league, at least on paper, I'm not expecting long for the Falcons to see this disappointment set in. Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, they added uh, Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus May. I mean, this team is loaded on defense. So, yeah, yeah. this is not going to be a, a pretty showing for Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I mean, obviously, tough matchup for Mariota. You have increased injury risk with rushing quarterbacks. You have benching upside, potentially, with Mariota. Maybe not in week one. But I think there is, you know, a one, two percent chance. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's baked into this current line. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how Vegas uh, does their does their lines and their projections. But I think there are a lot of outs to this under hitting. Uh, you know, you said you got it at 216 and a half. You can get it at 218 and a half, as you can see on the screen at Caesars. 
Um, so I def I definitely like that bet. And ultimately, you're just betting against the Falcons being a somewhat efficient offense, which I don't think they will be. I don't think Marcus Mariota is a good quarterback by any stretch. And I think uh, betting against bad players is probably a good uh, strategy. Yeah, bet against and, bad players and bad matchups. And on bad teams. On bad teams with bad pass catchers. <laughs> and he's a rushing quarterback, which will uh, lower the amount of passing attempts potentially for Mariota. And he's in an Arthur Smith-led offense, which exactly he is kind of a run first or established a run type of uh, coach. But I will note that they were 11th in pass rate over ex- expectation last year. So that is the only downfall is that they could just be so bad that they are forced into more pass attempts than usual. Well, we shall see Joey. I think that that's all we've got for official bets a uh, uh, week one up to this point. Correct. Yep. That, that is all. So let's recap here, Joey, what are your official bets every week? We will have our official bets. We'll review them. Um, you'll be able to see at the bottom of the screen, we'll have a ticker at points that shows our records, our ROI in terms of units. So you'll be able to stay along, keep track with us. We may or may not add bets as the week progresses. So again, join the discord. If you want to be up to date on every official bet that we make as a duo, but Joey, our first official bets from this live stream, let the people know. Yeah, so my official spread bets are the Panthers minus one and a half, and then Giants plus six. Uh, shop those around. Prop bets, I like Daryl Henderson over 27 and a half. That's on price picks. You have to parlay it with something. You could parlay it with the Brady over and a half, or if you personally like another line, just parlay that. Um, then my three official prop bets on sports books would be Ben Scourneck under 19 and a half on DraftKings. Juju Smith-Schuster over 46.5 at minus 113 on Caesars. And Darnell Mooney, my absolute mortal prop lock for week one, over 4.5 catches, minus 120 on BetMGM. Love that. I'm going to be adding that to my arsenal as soon as we close this out. And I have five official bets from this stream. Jags money line at plus 120 on FanDuel. Marcus Mariota under 216 and a half on DraftKings at minus 115. Mike Jasicki under 30 and a half on Caesars uh, at minus 120 as well. Robert Woods, unfortunately for you guys, that one's going to be hands off. That's over 42 and a half, uh, currently at 52 and a half. So I would not touch that at that point. And then Gabe Davis over three and a half receptions at minus 150 on DraftKings. I, th- I think that uh, we, we might come out with a very good record. I think that we might, Joey, and that is going to be it for this first ever edition of Dose Bets. Tune in every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Dose Media YouTube account for all of our DFS gens out there. Stay tuned on the same channel. Joey's Cash Game Breakdown will be out on Friday. My tournament takes come out on Saturday. And finally, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Dose Media Net. Until next week, guys, we'll see you then.